Welcome to the Border Collie Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Martina, obsessed like you about Border Collies and dog training. Follow me to know more about this amazing breed and to learn from many inspiring dog professionals on how to make your training journey a success. Hello, Border Collie Geeks, and welcome to a new episode. Um, Welcome back. <laughs> well, probably you'll say you'll say the same to me. Welcome back. I've had a couple of weeks break. Um, there's a lot going on at the moment um, in my life. We've had um, a litter of puppies that have just flew the nest um, in the last week, and that has been uh, busy for everyone. I think I mentioned it probably previously in another. A podcast and then um, I had family visiting and I had a lot of work a lot of phone calls of new border collie owners um, looking um, to work with me so I've just been too busy to edit any episodes I've got a few already recorded episodes which I haven't released yet I've got more three more apart from this one with guest trainers I'm going to reduce a tiny bit the podcasts I'm releasing for the next next few few months just because it's it's very very busy um and then um yeah as soon as things go a bit quieter i will definitely record or i might just record some spontaneous you know episodes um when i'm out walking the dogs as soon as i have something i would like to talk to you about and i have a list of things i need to talk about but um yeah so um Welcome back. And today we're going to talk with Lindsay about socialization. So um, I recorded this episode before Christmas again, um, quite a while ago, and it's finally going live. And I'm going to also add a second episode to this one, because one of my academy students asked me, but we always talk about socialization for puppy. What about socialization for all the dogs? And I said to her, you know what, actually, to answer you, I'll answer you with the podcast because you need some time to answer this question. So I might record this, um, you know, socialization for all the dog. What is socialization for all the dogs? And, you know, what can we consider socialization for all the dogs to follow on this podcast? Uh, and then definitely I will have another answer, question and answer episode from my um, followers, um, which is definitely going to be recorded very, very soon. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and there's so much to talk about socialization that I feel like one episode is never enough and um, so I'm sure we will be back talking about socialization again in the future but in the meantime enjoy tips and um, training tips and advices from me and Lindsay we're both quite passionate about socialization and how important it is to get it right especially for colleagues because I think that um, it's a bit tricky sometimes with a breed that has got such a sensitivity to noises and social interactions and of course the world and the movement around them so um yeah have fun and i'll talk to you all very soon hey border colleague let me tell you about my membership i run a online membership called the Collie Club, the Online Academy, and has been running since 2021. Um, and it counts now 18 modules, 19 with the one that I'm running at the moment while I'm talking to you that is starting this week and is about noise sensitivity. 
Um, how does it work? If you have a dog that needs help with any type of training from um, chasing cars, um, not coming back from a recall, not having any impulse control when movement or something exciting is going on. If you want to give your dog more structure and more, more training, there's a module for everything. And there's always three to four modules coming out every year. So even if you go through all of them and you stay a member of the academy, you'll get more training coming every time. You get access to all my webinars, even the ones that are going to come in, come in the future, you get to um, join and watch for free as part of being a member. And you also get discount to work one-to-one -one with me um, while you're staying a member. So if you need extra help, you get a discounted price because my members are, um, you know, my core students. Uh, some of them have been in there for two years now and they're still learning and we're still growing together. Um, you have different options. You have monthly options, uh, monthly subscription up to subscribing for 12 uh, months in advance. So prices go from £31 to £60 a month, depending how much in advance you want to um, subscribe. And I've worked with people all around the world. It's a great community of like-minded people that support each other and cheer with each other progress and give a shoulder to cry if there is a bad day so you not just get me as a coach but you get also a great community of people that like you love the dogs and want the best for the dogs um i can't wait to welcome you and as always i'm going to leave a link in the show notes so you can learn more about it and find how to join me hello lindsay and welcome to the podcast Oh, thank you so much for having me on and inviting me. I'm really excited. <laughs> You're very welcome. I know you were a bit nervous because it's the first podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> you might become addicted and then start your own. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But it's nice that my first podcast is with you. So we oh, already not know one another a little yes. bit. Yeah. Um, so it's nice that it's a friendly face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I had it the first with... Um, uh, and um, with um, oh, Carrie Ann from Hooper's Hooper's Word. Oh, that yeah. was my first podcast. So that was, you know, like I felt at, my, at ease because she was, yeah, I knew yeah. her and we knew yeah. each other in person and everything. Okay. So before we start talking about this big topic, which is a, a topic I kept saying I'll need to record a po an episode about socialization, um, would you like to introduce yourself and your dogs um, to the listeners? Yes. Yeah, so, um, well, my business is called Landing on Your Paws. I won't say too much um, about the business side of it. Um, I went into working on my own mid-COVID, so <laughs> maybe not a good, a good idea. Um, and I'm a full member of the APDT. So um, with my own dog, so I have Bella and Ozzy, um, and, and Bella is the reason that I started my business. I got her as a puppy, um, not knowing what I was getting into <laughs> and not knowing anything about raising a puppy and being able to meet her needs um, and for her to grow up to be happy and confident. And sort of at the time, there just wasn't as much information about as there is as there is now and I really didn't feel confident um in my own abilities at all. Um she's she was from a farm um and her dad 
which I didn't know at the time, but is a national sheepdog challenge mm. champion. What's his name? Kilbray Laddie. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's her dad. Um, but she's beautiful. She, you know, hence the name. She she's a beautiful, beautiful dog. We've done um we did agility for years. Um we didn't get very far, but we enjoyed ourselves whilst we were doing it. Uh, we do hoopers, we do man trailing, scent work. Bella's um eleven now. Okay. So um, you know, we've we've been through a lot. Um Ozzy, um, we rehomed him when he was about uh, about eight and a half years ago. He was a year and a half old. Um I don't know if he's a full collie. Um okay. he's a completely different dog to Bella. Bella is super confident. She is, um, so I call her a ride or die dog. So mm-hmm. like all or nothing kind of thing. And ours is much more careful and much more cautious. Obviously, I don't know what he experienced early in his life. It wasn't wasn't great. Um, so Bella did have a better home and upbringing, but still with me not knowing quite what I should I should be doing so so yeah that's just a little bit a little bit about us good so you haven't had a puppy for a long time no no um I work with I mean I see puppies all the time and work with work with people all the time and um that is sort of where I focus my sort of CPD and studying yeah. and things, things yeah. like that because uh, I, you know, I want people to just get it right from the start, rather than, yeah. you know, it becoming chaotic and stressful, and then we're like, oh, we need to do something. Yeah. Um, you know, that's sort of my personality as well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say to everyone. You know, don't wait for the problems to come out. Just work on your puppy straight away, so the problems don't come out. Yeah. But yeah, oh, we we know very well that sometimes it's difficult. You see a puppy, you don't expect them to become problematic, <laughs> so you don't think about it doing it, and and then yeah. So I normally yeah. get them when they are past their puppy stage and more into their adolescent type of stage. But yeah, it's so important, and you know, today we're going to um, talk specifically about that very important part of their life, which of course is socialization, that can dictate and you know how the dog is going to be um in good and bad yeah um so um great um are you planning a puppy anytime soon no no I no think <laughs> just my, my curiosity dog to my family um i i would rehome yeah okay because fair enough i i I love I love puppies. I love working with puppies. Oh my goodness, I could spend all day with them. But I sort of feel that um, you know, they they can get home, and yeah. you know, I I can I can work with with a rescue. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so yeah, that's what that's what we do. And I've got a little boy as well, so it's sort of you know the mix. Yeah. <laughs> We're just sort of nice and settled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, good. So let's start um, having a chat about our big topic today. So I know that, you know, there's a lot out there of um, different, different way of um, seeing what socialization is. So I think the first question 
would be what is socialization you know everyone talks about socialization the dog barks you haven't socialized the dog is fearful you haven't socialized it the dog doesn't want to play with the dogs you haven't socialized it so what is this socialization period that we talk about so um well if we talk about uh yeah the pe- the sensitive period of socialization so uh there was a study do you want this the scientific bit yeah yeah let's go a into bit, it a little bit of it um, so it was uh, Scott and Fuller, so that was in 1957. Um, they did um, a really in-depth uh, piece of research. They did it over 14 years. Um, and what they discovered was three um, different development stages for puppies, uh, one of them being the sensitive period for socialisation. And that happens in between the age of three weeks uh, and 12 weeks. And there's a little bit of variation so yeah. either side depending depending on the puppy and what they found that it was during that period of their development that they would readily approach novel objects uh, other animals humans and to which they would become socialized with um so obviously getting it right during that stage of their development is really important um as well as you know choosing an excellent breeder because an excellent breeder will make the most of you know that period when they're with them uh because you know most of us bring our puppies home at the age of eight weeks and there's sort of not much time you know not much time left um so so yeah it's look at you know choosing an excellent breeder what are they doing um you know in terms of of socialization before they even come home come home to you yeah and we talked about that a bit with um rebecca walter as well though um we we didn't you didn't stop too much on that because we had a lot of things to talk about but yes you know we we bred a litter and it's you can you you see it when you've got puppies they're born in your home you can see that period starting that interaction that and it's it's really interesting you know and um yeah it's so important we made sure though we were under um social distancing restrictions um september 2021 um was it yeah so we were still not social distancing but that kind of people didn't want to be too close together and all that um but we made our best effort to do to give that socialization before we move the puppy to the yeah. new homes yeah definitely yeah sure um do you want me to say yeah let's go let, let's talk about the other the other yeah so i mean the ultimate goal is to ensure that the puppy's well adjusted um and they feel confident with everything that they're likely to experience yeah. in their lives so uh, during that time they learn about the world around them um, so how to interact with it how things work uh, if things are safe if things are enjoyable if things are dangerous um, and they build those social skills with humans uh, other dogs and yeah. animals uh, during during that period so what can go wrong in that period so um i suppose it would that they've not they're not having those experiences with 
So if you know. we don't, if we don't, if we don't expose them to these to these experiences the right way, because it needs to be done the right way, then they will finish. And that's I think what happens a lot with um, vaccination. That yeah. they say don't get the puppies out until they're finished the vaccination, which normally happens around twelve weeks. Yeah. That means that that period of time where they should be exposed to the world, they are not. So they're actually under socialized. Yeah. And. Um, and I think that can really cause issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, massively, massively. I mean, you know, you don't want to put your puppy at risk at all and go against like, exactly. vets, the vet's advice, uh, but there's lots that you can still do and keep your puppy safe at the same time and sort of, you know, start experiencing the, wor the world around them. Yeah. yeah. So what are those things that we could do? Like, let's say that, you know, they go home to their families and of course they haven't finished the vaccination. Nowadays, sometimes we just don't even vaccinate. So we didn't vaccinate our puppies because being in 2000, um, 2021 with the problem of vaccine with Brexit and everything, let's not talk about yeah. that too much. And <laughs> the risk was that some vets didn't have the same vaccines that we had at yeah. our vets. So we yes. decided to tell the owners we're not vaccinating them as soon as you get the puppy, go to your vet straight away after a few days, tell them in advance that they've not been vaccinated for that reason and start your vaccination. But that yeah. means that that brings that even further down, like, you know, vaccination finishes at 14 instead of 12, Yeah. which if you listen to don't expose the puppy to the outside world because they can catch a virus, you know, it, it becomes very difficult. So what we can do, so the puppies are not at risk, but they can still, they still get the socialising done in those 12 weeks. Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you know, you can carry your puppy in your arms. There's, there's, there's puppy slings, backpacks. Yeah, there's, yeah. All, there's all kinds of different things um, avail, available now. But, you know, even, I mean, depending on where you live, in your garden, there's going to be different sounds. They're going to hear your neighbours. There might be aeroplanes flying over by or some, you know, there's there's going to be those things that they're getting exposed to just in your garden or even at the front of your house, you know, with their like hands and lead on and things like that. And um, just listening, watching, watching the world go by. And you can do that, you know, in your car. Yeah. You know, they can still experience a lot with, you know, the window down and, you yeah. know, dri driving somewhere and obviously being in the car. If that's, you know, you, you're going to take your puppy in the car to the beach or to your local field or woods or whatever it might be. That's great that they have that lovely experience with you. And it doesn't have to be for a long time, just a short period of time, you know, yeah. but they getting that lovely experience as well yeah definitely so I do I always say when you go shopping you know go two of you one of you go shopping the other one stays with the puppy with the door open puppy on the lap and yeah. you know and just get them and if they want to you know if they want to go say hi to someone that is going past you know you can do it you can put them on the floor for two seconds while they go and say hi to someone um so you know there's a lot of things you can do and as you said you know depending on the breed of course but in border collies I couldn't carry Tay around. I could definitely carry Jock around. Um, he was a bit lighter when he was a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't carry Tay around. Um, but Tay went for little walks even before finishes his, vac his vaccination up and down here, my estate. Mm. Um, 
you know, you need to be careful that they don't drink from puddles. You need to be careful that they don't, you know, stop and want to eat poos or things like that. But you can still, you know, take them down a little walk and get them used to the world um, without going for big walks where there might be, you know, I don't know, 20 dogs going past every 10 minutes. Yeah, they don't need to be on the floor. You know, you yeah. can still, like you yeah. say, you can still keep, keep them safe. There's there's all sorts available yeah you know, available now um yeah you know it can help you to do that yeah so what will it happen if um in those 12 weeks of socialization something bad happens to them so they have a bad experience can you sort like of for example um you know if if i'm thinking I, i'm really really careful all the time to avoid interaction with dogs i don't know for example yeah. or kids that will run up to them and scream in their face or a person that will bend on them and won't try to pick them up. So I try to avoid bad experiences because in those, I think, you know, it's so important in those 12 weeks that all the socialization experiences they get are actually positive. Yeah. Because if yeah. something bad happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really important, isn't it, to learn dog body language and to, to really listen to your puppy and what, they are telling you um because yeah. there will be sort of signs there before it gets before it gets too much it's in them early days it's very much really getting to know your puppy and building that trust that you know you've you've got their back you're going to keep them safe you know yeah. always and the more you know about them you know the more you can think well actually that situation or that experience might just be a little bit too much for my puppy right now so yeah. we're going to slow things down or if you've got yeah. a confident puppy you know so so yeah it's it, it's it's all about the individual puppy and putting them yeah, yeah. they're not all um, the same puppies it's been like kids you know not all of them want to go into it I for example really don't like this puppy play parties that you know that yeah everyone does at the moment where it's everyone is free to run up to other puppies and yeah. do all that because in that group of puppies it doesn't matter how big the group there will be puppies that are completely fine with that boys you know being boisterous and and playing and then there will be the ones that actually don't like it and they can get a very bad experience if it happens especially in those 12 weeks or even after that very bad experience other dogs are actually pushy other dogs are yeah. causing me scare causing me arm and then you know, you'll get a dog that grows up thinking that other dogs are actually scary. Yeah, and they can become, you know, more shy, fearful, aggressive. And it's, you know, it's, um, you don't want to overwhelm, you know, a, a shy puppy. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I had a phone call today with a potential new student um, that will start with working with me. And at four months... Um, well, apart from the fact that it was taken away from mum too soon and he wasn't socialised properly in the first, you know, eight weeks they had, that was the breeder. Um, that puppy showed some signs of being scared of people by hiding, by not wanting to interact. And as humans, we do it with kids as well. We shouldn't be done. As humans, we're like, oh, come on, come on, go and say hi. Come yeah. out of there. Go and, you know, go and touch, the, let, let the person touch you. And actually, that, you know, if, especially if done in that period, that if a puppy that is already shy and fearful, it will yeah. possibly create a trauma because yeah. 
the puppy might say, oh, actually, every time I see a person, they're going to come and try and touch me. So yeah. what that puppy started doing, it started showing teeth at some point and then snapping and then growling. And now we are at the point that strangers are danger. So um, we have to work on it now that I think she's 11 months, 12 months. I can't remember now. She's, she's past the year anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's a very important one. Socializing doesn't mean just um, putting your puppy in a stranger's arms or allow every stranger to come and touch your puppy. That's not socialization. No, no, the, this should be choice, you know, choice there, space, um, you know, if needed. Um, yeah, ve very much, very individual um, yeah. and done carefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so um, if we had to make a list, so let's say that someone, one of our listeners, um, is you know is now taking a puppy home, um, and they would have to make a little list of things to do and things to not do, and you know we can also you know sometimes you know we do too much, sometimes we don't do enough, so a little mm. list of things to do. So things to do, I'll I'll say one. Um, for example, things to do is definitely planning a bit in advance. You know, yeah. plan where you're going, what you're going to do, where you're going to take them, but have a plan that also you can change. So, like, you need to take them a bit around to see that the the town or the city is a bit busy, but make sure that you can get back to the car if your puppy's scared. So, planning, I think, in advance is really good. Yeah, yeah, and. I would say um, just gathering as much information as possible from your from your breeder, get those photos, those yeah. videos, as much, you know, information as possible that's then going to inform your plan, you know, or it'll yeah. help you. And like you say, obviously, it needs to be uh, flexible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sort of as much information as possible. Yeah. Um. I would definitely gather also people that I know I can introduce the puppy to that are going to either ignore the puppy if the puppy is worried and just stay there or, you know, interact with the puppy, maybe doing some training, just asking, you know, giving a treat or play or, you know, I would, yeah, I would just make sure that I have a list of friends that I can, I can do the introduction as I want it to be and not just walk around yeah. a place with a lot of people and just, you know, wait for someone to approach us in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah absolutely getting those friends and those family members that you trust you know yeah. that are going to follow and I think you know that if you've got children you know getting those ground rules yeah in place you know before beforehand definitely uh what about dogs uh, what kind of you know what socialization with other dogs I think it's important is yeah. it's important that they know that dogs are friends so i would avoid bad interaction with dogs so unknown yeah. dogs dogs that are too big from the size of my puppy yeah and as you know if you've got um another dog already at home then that'll link in with your plan yeah the things that you want to buy you want to sell your management how are you going to introduce them you yeah. know uh, when you when you bring your puppy home that's something you know, to sort of think about um, yeah, definitely. You know, what, what would be the best way to do that because then you've got another dog to think about and their personality and their needs, you yeah. know, what's going to be the best setup because, 
you always want to aim for success, don't you? So yeah. The better, the better that you plan, the more information that you have. Um, definitely. Will be helpful. So what not to do for me would be definitely don't go to puppy parties. Yeah. I don't like <laughs> dog, them. Dog if parts. they are if they are made by a dog trainer behaviorist that will match the puppies that with the right temperament and that's that's okay. You know, I'm not saying don't take your puppy to play with other puppies, but it needs to be done I think in the right way, so matching the right size, matching the right temperament. Shy puppies with shy puppies, boisterous puppy with boisterous puppies. Don't mix the two together because then you'll have a very scared puppy and a puppy that wants to bully the other ones. Yeah, and I think there need there needs to be other things to be doing there as well, apart yeah. from you know just playing, you know, with the other puppy, you know, things to explore, things to sniff, and lots of space and guidance. It would need to be a small group because if there's yeah, one very small in that, and there's too many, there's no way they can keep an eye on everybody and make sure that everyone's okay. Unfortunately, I have witnessed to too many, and I couldn't do anything about it. 20 30 puppies in the same place gosh which was horrendous i would just have to move myself away because i couldn't do anything about it and you know you could you know i could make a documentary about puppy socialization and body language in a in a place like that Mm -hmm. Uh, because you would see everything you know like the scared puppy the puppy that is learning to bite already and nip bark um the puppy that is learning to bully the others and then you'll see the odd puppy that is just enjoying and not causing any harm. I'm not saying that it's all bad. There will be the odd ones that will, probably the Labradors normally, that go around like the world is a better place, is a good place, and they just yeah. take anything in. And But then you'll have the Collie that will not like that. And then you will have maybe the Cocker that will try and hide, but it's too small and it gets, you know, stepped on by others. And, and then you'll get the massive German Shepherd that wants to bite everyone because that's just what they're bred to be doing, to use their mouth. And, mm. you know, and you can't expect them not to do it because they're puppies and they have to learn, but not at the expenses of the little cocker or the little collie. <laughs> yeah. And I think as well, the human side of things, that, that's going to be really quite stressful for you. Yeah, definitely. So as, as, as a new puppy guardian, you know, you would go hoping for that support and, yes and actually you might come away more stressed and you know um you know feeling really nervous about things um so so yeah and that's obviously gonna have a knock-on effect definitely yeah definitely um let's say let's see other things that you shouldn't be doing um i personally will also put in daycare um i wouldn't i I wouldn't send a young puppy to daycare straight away. You know, I I would want my my dog to be unless it's a very small like home boarding daycare where there is space yeah. and there is good interaction. I personally wouldn't want to um, to expose my puppy to be left on their own in a place that is new when they're so young and fragile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, daycare that's that could be another discussion I know. It? Like the, open a like can of worms parties. Um, and of course they're all different like you say some are, yeah you know more home-based and some you know it again it's really it's really individual for you really individual for your puppy um but yeah with something like that um you know even if they're older don't be scared to ask lots of questions and you know that yeah. you shouldn't sort of be met with 
any kind of, you know, any sort of blocking or anything from that person. They should be happy to yeah. answer all your questions to make you feel confident about that. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, is it worth mentioning a long time? Yes. I could go in. <laughs> I suppose it's what you, you know, you want to. Um, so I'm not talking about leaving a puppy, a young puppy in a crate for like an hour whilst you go out shopping. That should not be their first experience. Yeah, definitely. Alone without you. That is just too much too soon. But little micro absences, you know, maybe you uh, have have a pot of food next to the bathroom door and you put a few pieces of food down just while she nip into the toilet and come back out. So like really yeah. short micro absences and just time in a, in a crate or in a pen while you're making dinner, but you might still be in sight. So just really gradual sort of building, building that up. Cause that, that is important, isn't it? The yeah. you know, long time and, you know, it's part of your socialization plan, but it's, doing it correctly yeah definitely um we are hopefully coming to the end of the pandemic hopefully i don't know um we'll see um but we all had covid at least once um uh, i think um so there's been a lot of there has been a huge change um in the in the last couple of years about owning dogs and training i think so as as professional We've seen a big increase in puppies and dogs that coming for help. And I know that the behaviorists themselves are completely overworked. Waiting lists are massive because there's been a lot of dogs bred, um, even without any ethic or any proper training plan. And a lot of the time I still get asked now, and I mean, we are recording that it's the end of 2022, this postcard will be out in 2023, but I still get two-year-old dogs, which they, you know, they have issues with behavioral behavioral issues with strangers and dogs. Um, that's all to blame down to social down to COVID and down to lockdown and down to the fact that you know the socialization wasn't the same for those puppies. Um, so what you know, I have my opinion on it. What is your opinion about? puppies that have been raised and as puppies during during pandemic i mean you know there, there's still plenty in terms of socialization that could be done during during that time um i saw a brilliant video of uh shirag patel mm -hmm. uh, with his puppy and he was putting on the Hy-Vee's vest or i can't remember exactly what he put on but you know he he was putting on just sort of those different items, you know, that your puppy might come across this person with uh, a hat on or an umbrella or, you know, there's the different surfaces. You can, that, those kind of things you can do at home, you know, different noises. Um, yeah. You know, you can easily get things off Spotify and YouTube, um, you know. Um, so there is plenty that, could have been done with those um you know restrictions those restrictions in place um yeah you know, so, so yeah it's it's tricky isn't it 
Yeah. So we hope, hopefully we won't be in that situation again, uh, at least not in our lifetime, I hope. <laughs> yeah. um, but what, you know, I always say that, that I think the first lockdown, probably the very first one, which was three months locked in our homes, if people had just got a puppy or if they got that puppy delivered during that time, because there was still a possible thing, I think, if I'm not wrong, um, the delivery of puppies because it was a welfare issue that they would go to the new families. So I knew people were getting puppy delivered during lockdown. Um, then I think some issues could came out of there because we were locked in our homes. Mm. We would see people sometimes, but we were all, I remember, it's difficult to remember, but I do remember that we were all scared about even talking to the neighbors because the virus can be a bore, you know, it, it, you didn't even want to talk to someone in, in, the, in, the, in the fear that the virus will travel the air and get into you. So I was living on my own at the time. And I, you know, if I had a puppy, I probably would have been in my garden all day because I didn't want to um, meet other people, not even, the idea of walking on the same path someone walked just a minute before me in case the virus was still in the air that was all I remember from that period so I understand that those three months I think they've been quite scary for people and puppies that were puppies in those three months really had an under socialization kind of thing and some of the behavior probably we see today could be because of that yeah yeah that's what you know I suppose it depends um how you dealt with that you know situation lots of us were at home that's you know the puppy's not experiencing yeah much of that much of that alone time um you know routines out of the window kind of thing because your children are at home and you try yeah. homeschool and you know having that schedule and routine and focusing on your puppy um you know you know the the there was those there was those elements too, um, but you know we we were allowed to go out for a, for a walk, you know. Yeah. Even though it yeah. depends, doesn't it? Yeah. Where you live, if, you know, you, um, like on on my street, uh, there is quite a lot of room, and there's you know little turnings that you could go off to, and really quiet sort of areas. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose it depends. Yeah. Depends where where you where you live as well, because you could go out for a walk and not see not see anybody yeah um, yeah and i think the other the other the other aspect of lockdown is to me the, the two things were right both the under socialization of the first time and the actually and then sometimes i think we over socialize our puppies so i yeah. found that actually um when the strict lockdown ended ended and we were in more of a kind of social distancing zone and even when we had a second lockdown, first in November, at the end of 2020, and then at the beginning of 2021, it wasn't as strict as the first one. I had a puppy at that time, and mm. he was, Tay is now two, he was um, born at the end of September 2020, which means that it was four to eight weeks um, in November 2020, when that most important part of his socialization. Yeah. And he only saw his breeder with her partner, and possibly her partner's parents that live next door for those yeah. four weeks. Um, he was leaving because he, he comes from a farm, um, although it's a breeder I trust very much. He, he lives, you know, he was born and lived outside in proper kennels, but still outside, not in the house. Um, and then he started seeing people 
when finally that lockdown eased and that was the end of November when they, it was already eight weeks. So he never had any of his socializing and we went to see him that it was 10 weeks and took him home. It was just about to be 10 weeks and he was a bit at the beginning, how oh, are you, but soon warmed up straight away. And then we had December to try and socialize him a bit. And then we were back in lockdown. So four to six months, he was in that 2020 lockdown, 21 lockdown. And I tried as much as possible. I would take him, like drive to, and we have a little village here. It's called Blakemere Village, where it has little shops um, and has a pet shop that is run by friends. And I would, you know, try to take him there as much as I could because I knew there was one person in the shop only. I could go in and he would just get used to the shop and the person that had a mask on on the other side of the... So he yeah. was under that, but he's the most sociable dog I have. So yeah. it's funny how, you know, and I try to explain this to people when they blame the lockdown and they blame themselves um, for not having, you know, from, from having a puppy during um, that lockdown that actually sometimes is just genetic and predisposition and even if you didn't have a puppy in lockdown you could have still gone through the same exact um you know issues um even without pandemic and you know i i Tay is the most sociable dog we have and he's the only one of six that we have that has been through lockdown um so yeah you know it's i think that's an important thing too socialization is important but actually tay was super social super social as a puppy and if we were not have been in lockdown he might have had too much socialization because he saw he was cute with the blue eye it was uh -huh. all wiggly and possibly everyone would have stopped to say hi to him if there wasn't yeah. a social distancing rule yeah and that would make it difficult for me yeah absolutely it's all about the quality of those interactions and those experiences rather than the quantity and obviously you know with socialization it's not just um you know meeting other dogs or puppies or humans it's that focus on you around you know the other animals yes sites, experiencing um you know novel buildings and environments um you know the the actual um, I, I often share this on social media. It's a, it's a graphic um, and it's sort of like a pie chart, one, one in the top left and one in the bottom right. And it's what people think socialization is. You've probably yeah. seen it and what it actually is. And it's, I think it's great because it's got that visual element to it. We can share that it's if you send it to me. Small. Yeah, yeah, sure, I will. I will do. I'll share, I'll uh, I'll send that over. Um, you know, the a small portion of that is meeting, you know, other dogs, other puppies, other animals, you know, different people, young and old, and and a larger portion of that um is sort of building confidence around new sounds and surfaces and sights and objects and those those kind of things. So. So, you know, uh, Tay probably had really quality interactions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I say, there wasn't so much in the quantity 
side of things, but he had such great interactions um, that, you know, he he's turned out, you know, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And I do think that that is also down to, to genetic you know, I do think yeah, that yeah, that's an important yeah. one. You know, when 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 I get people say to me, okay, how was your puppy as a puppy? Where, you know, did you see mom? Did you see dad? Oh, yes. Oh, no, I never seen dad before. And or a mom was there, but she wasn't coming to say hi. These are little things that will make you think, Absolutely. you know what? You know, probably mom is not a sociable dog and your puppy's not sociable. Plus, he had either bad experience or anything. So there is a predisposition. Um, well, both mom and dad, the first thing they did, they hugged me mom and dad Tay's mom and dad hugged me and stood there and I would hug them back and they <laughs> are both dogs that live outside as well they're not family yeah. dogs and they hugged me and just stood there having a good hug and complete stranger never seen us before that yeah. already tells you that genetic yeah. is there um yeah. so socialization is important but and that's why I got for, I went for that litter I knew that I didn't have the chance to do the same socialization in that period of my life so I went for 100% genetic if I could yeah <laughs> which yeah, is difficult it's not always possible but I think but with researching you know if I'm, some, someone comes to me tomorrow and tells me I want a very sociable puppy I will send them back to those lines knowing yeah. what I got you know I don't want to have to work on socializing my dogs with people and dogs I want to have a dog that is as much as possible bomb proof so you can do those researches in I had and then you have to do a bit of work, yes, but it's not that kind of, you know, fear of not getting it right. So that's still possible, especially if we talk about breed like. Yeah, colors. yeah. What what is what is the breeder? What why are they? What are they breeding? What are they breeding for? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what kind of environment? Yeah. Um, are they going to be? Are they going to be yeah. raising? So yeah. yeah. Really, really important even before <laughs> before the puppy yeah yeah definitely <laughs> there even is a puppy <laughs> i know and talking about collies a bit because we did a general one about socialization but if we talk about collie in specific um i know we had a chat before me and you on the on facebook and we were talking about you know socialize or not socialized movement in that oh, period yeah of you know in, do we expose them to cars do we not expose them to cars and as a breed specialist that works primarily with chasing collies that wants to chase yeah. anything that moves on the road i personally would say that again doing it properly is more important than doing it or not doing it i think that they shouldn't be exposed to very high level of traffic i wouldn't take them oh. into into manchester yeah. and walk them where there's so much noise and movement going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends on the puppy. Yes, of course. Where you where you live, you know, yeah. if you live on a on a main road, you know that you maybe you want to get in your car and drive somewhere. But yeah. it's a little bit quieter. Quieter. Yeah. Looking at Definitely. your puppy's body language how are they even in your garden with those sounds yeah at the front definitely. of the house with those sounds yeah um you, you know it's yeah I think all, that's all where yeah that's where a lot goes wrong you're right you know if you live in a busy road and 
you think, oh, let's take the puppy out for a walk because they need to be socialized. And then you get out and there's a lot going on, too much movement, too much traffic. It can get very overwhelmed and that and that can cause then puppies to develop those problems because in that very important sensitive period, they got overwhelmed. They got over socialized to that, not over socialized, but they were exposed, exposed too much to that. And yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, um, some places there's lots of lorries and tractors and even for myself, if if I'm somewhere and it's busy and it's raining and there's traffic, that's sound. It's, a, you know, there's lots of things yeah. to consider. I think it's better to be sort of slow and steady and it be a really positive experience Um you know, rather than sort of running at the deep end kind of yeah. thing. It, it all depends, doesn't it, where you live and what your, you know, your vision is going to be for your, you know, the, the life that you want to have with your with your puppy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And, you know, probably the listeners know already, I had an episode about it, but Tate developed a bit of car sensitivity. Um, when it was, I think, after his last vaccine. So it was past socialising period, but still. And, you know, he's not, not seen cars close by that were going fast past him for, for weeks and weeks and weeks because we worked on it at distance. So it's, again, you know, you try, but something tells you that ah, that's not working as, a, as it should, then, you know, you can still change plan and say, okay, no, that's too much. And, you know, we... We have to make it a bit easier. I remember Jock, um, when I had Jock, I was living in Northwich and I decided to take him into town to get him used to it. And he was so scared of the man that was playing guitar on the street. Oh. <laughs> and he just didn't like the music. He didn't like the man. And he would bark. Jock is not a bark. He, he rarely bark. He sometimes decides something doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't like something and he will, but it's not usual for him. So it's about, again, that kind of, you know, I took him away and didn't take him back to that situation. Um, we stopped at very far distance from that situation and worked a bit there and didn't walk him into, you know, into town because yeah. he wasn't ready. Yeah, it, it does, you know, come back to getting to know your puppy, um, you know, le- learning about them, what you're observing uh, from them I mean you know I, th- I think it's difficult to have everything perfect yes you know you might feel a lot of pressure from yourself oh I'm gonna do this perfectly and of course you know things happen life happens and unexpected things you know come come out of nowhere but I think it's it's what you then do about that that matters you've got that information now what you're gonna do about it to you know to support your puppy really yeah definitely good is there anything else that you wanted to add i know you had a lot of notes and i probably talk too much (laughs) but is is there anything else you would like to add i don't think so um i don't i don't think so um yeah, we covered we, co- yeah. we covered a lot a lot there, and I'm sure we'll go. Oh, we should have, <laughs> you know, we should have we should have added, uh, you know, we should have added uh, that in. Um, but yeah, I think 
Okay, so we can wrap it up. I'm going to make sure that I leave all your links, so you'll send me all your links on the um so that I'll, I'll put them in the show notes so people can reach out you know if they have a puppy and they want some support and you know you have packages and and things that uh, you know give that support um to new owners um i actually have a little course that i don't i don't talk about much but i have a little course which is to get prepared to your puppy so it's 10 days the yeah. first 10 days with your puppies is something that i created because i found that a lot of people get into puppy ownership and they don't get ready and then one two yeah. weeks in they're like this is happening and I said okay you should have bought a pen you should have bought a puppy line you should have done this and that so I created yeah. a little course um which is just videos that talks about how to get ready to get the puppy in your home and then of course a tiny bit about socialization although I didn't do a huge amount but you know yeah if you're planning a puppy or if you have a puppy you know um yeah I'll I'll send them yes. away so that thank you i have got um you made me think of a i do, I do write blogs yes um, i did I was 10, 10 essential shopping lists oh 10 shopping list essentials for a new puppy or something like that you know yeah. with some yeah. with some recommendations in uh because yeah that's exciting isn't it going shopping Oh, I love it. Even though I have everything I need, even though I have everything I need, I still shop for the new puppy. Exactly. And I think um, when you walk into a pet store, so if you've never been in there before, it's just like, oh, there's just so, so much. Um, And what do you choose? And, you know, I've got things in my cupboard that I bought when Bella was a puppy that, I've still got, why have I still oh, got yeah. 11 years later? <laughs> I know. It's absolutely useless, you know, but you live and learn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then we, as multiple dog owners, we have this um, kind, and we have anyway, me and my partner, this obsession that every dog has a color. So yeah. everything has to match. So if you pick a new color for the next dog, then you have to buy everything all over again because it needs to match that. So yeah. So- yeah, it's Which quite is easy silly, but... in my house. I just have pink and blue. <laughs> okay, no, 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 we don't. <laughs> we don't. We have a blue, but it's for a girl, and we don't have any pink. So we have, yeah, yeah. we have different colors. And then we decided to go for a rainbow for Tay, which makes oh, everything nice. different. So it's red. It's actually his color is red, but that is red and rainbow. So he gets rainbow, rainbow. <laughs> gear and everything, which oh, is, nice. is a bit silly, but it's uh, it just suits him. He's the rainbow dog. It's just easy for other people, though, isn't it? When you have it like that, because you know, yeah. if there's other people in your in your family, um, you know, and you make it very obvious. <laughs> no, for us, it's just a way of spending more money. <laughs> yeah. There's no yeah. other reason. Yeah. Easily, no other done. reason. Easily done. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, and hopefully, um, yeah, I'll have you back in the future to talk a bit more about. I think it's something it's that more, needs more to be talked too. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do more on preparation, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be a good one. How to prepare? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That was lovely. It flew by. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to the Border Collie podcast. If you want to know more about my work and how I can help you with your Border Collie, visit 
that'll do academy.com or follow me on Facebook and Instagram.